Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 8. Once again guys, welcome. My name is Chris, I'm your host. And today, eh, it's gonna be a gonna be a fun episode, I think. A little bit different, kind of change things up a little bit. Um, been off for a couple days because of um, you know my loads canceling and whatnot. But so kind of just spending time at home. Uh, went out and about a little bit with the uh, the kiddo over the weekend. Did a lot of Netflix. Uh, watched a couple movies with the wife yesterday been enjoying my wine and my uh vodka cranberry or <laughs> vodka cran grape and uh otherwise just chilling you know you know last night after already going out a few places um my kiddo was like hey can we go to opera mills and i was like well because last night I, that was when i was uh, actually uh scheduled to meet up with the uh, friend of mine that's the farmer and you know was ordering meat from him and I tried to order meat a couple you know for a couple months like probably like four or five times but of course like either our schedules just wouldn't match up like I would get paid and then try to try to um, you know order with him but then he wouldn't get back to me get back to me until Saturday night so by the time he get back to me, I hadn't heard from him. So I thought, well, it's not going to happen. So when he messaged me, I thought, well, um, I guess we're not doing it. So I went ahead, you know, paid some extra bills or whatever. And then he would message me like, well, shit, man. Um, I can't do it now unless you, unless you want to do it. I can pay it next week. But he's like, no, we'll just talk, touch base next week. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's fine. So this week, I made it a point to not use the money I, would, I was planning to use to pay him. And I was getting some, uh, some, uh, couple steaks. I uh, got two packs of, of, uh, bacon from him, which, <laughs> ah, man, packs of fresh bacon from an actual, like, farm. The slices are so much bigger than what you get at the store. So I was like, and, you know, we just had some tonight and holy crap, <laughs> probably some of the best bacon I've ever had. That bacon was amazing, you know. But, um, so when my daughter asked me if, if, um, you know, we could go to the mall, cause of course she had some gift cards or whatever. I was like, uh, I would accept we've already got a few places, already driven a little too much, trying to, I got to make sure the gas will last, you know, last me till I get paid again. So I was like, plus I'm scheduled to meet my uh, farmer friend, you know, in a couple hours. So I, I want to make sure that I'm here for that or whatever. I mean, it was like three hours from when she was asking me to the time that, he, he and I had scheduled. He said he was gonna come at like six, so it was like three o'clock when she was asking. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think we can get to the mall, and uh, you do what you gotta do, and then let's get back here." Before then, I'm kind of glad we didn't because he messaged at like four and said, "Hey, I'll be over at your place at five. There, all right, cool. I'll be here." So, plus I was like, "Yeah." Plus, you know, gas-wise, I just you know can't can't do it right now. You know, we, we already went to quite a few places. You know, went to CCs and whatnot. So. So anyway, um, so yeah, 
Uh, today, today we basically, or last night I had gone on and I had gone ahead and ordered, because I've got one of those uh, AMC Stubs memberships, where you get a little bit of a deal and you get points or whatever when you, when you basically do a movie ticket. So I went online last night and went ahead and did a matinee um, movie time, which is like 1230. You know, went ahead and got that purchase, got, had the little uh, barcode or little code, little um, QR code, I guess, screenshot to my phone. So that way we can check in when we get there. Wasn't that bad, you know, for matinee prices, like 10 bucks a person. So three of us, it was like 30 bucks. And then, of course, I always got to get my popcorn around there. So, before I go any further, today's topic is going to be movie review. Today we went and saw Little Mermaid. So, so today's episode, or today's, uh, today's uh, topic will be a little bit of review, a little bit of a review about theater, but pretty much movie review with an interview with my my wife and my kiddo. So, uh, one little thing about theater before we we get to the actual movie itself. That's interesting. I don't know. You know, some theaters will have, um, like, an actual popcorn salt, like, shaker by the, um, you know, by the butter and whatnot. Some theaters, you, you could ask, they have to put butter or whatever on, you know, at, when they give you the popcorn, like, they butter it back there. Uh, but I like when you can butter it yourself. You can actually make sure you get a decent amount of butter on there. But, and I also like when they actually have the, the actual popcorn salt shaker. The theater we go to, that's actually pretty close. The reason why we go to that one, why I usually pick that theater, is mainly because it's like one exit away. It's pretty, it's, it's like a 10 minute drive, not that bad. Like literally we get on the interstate and we go one exit, make it off, we go down a little bit and, you know, go down by, there's a little bit of like a, a, a big shopping outlet area. Has a bunch of different places, has some restaurants, has some, some actual like retail stores, and of course there's a theater there. It's called AMC Bellevue 12, I think, is what the actual name of the theater is good the nice theater you know not too bad you know but the one thing the one thing that really annoys me about the theater though is they in order to get popcorn salt there they give that you have to ask for it they give you these little cups the little plastic cups with the lids and it's like i would i hope i wish they would actually freaking fill those freaking cups like at least halfway put some decent amount of salt in you know the popcorn like the orange popcorn salt in there but they don't, like, literally, I, <laughs> I held one up to my, my kiddo when we're, you know, I'm putting butter on the popcorn or whatever. I said, so look look how much fucking salt is in here. Literally, you, could, you turn the, the thing to the side. There's, like, not enough to even cover the, the bottom of the of the little plastic cup. There's, like, there's like it's like a little dab in there. And I'm like, really? I'm like, so they give you one of these, like, what if one person that gets a large popcorn just gets one of these little things? Okay, that little bit of salt's supposed to last Ash did the whole movie. Come on now. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so I usually, you know, when I get my, my popcorn, I'm usually like, can I get like, you know, three or four 
of those uh, popcorn sauce. Yeah, sure, okay. And then I look at how much is in there. I'm like, wow. So I usually combine them. Like uh, the extra popcorn salts, I'll, I'll open those up. And I'll, of course, pour them all into one. And even with four or five popcorn salts poured into one container, it still wasn't even a quarter, quarter of the way full in this little container that's probably like half an inch tall. But I was like, all right, you know, so basically I'd have to probably get 10 of them with as little as they put in there. I'd probably have to get 10 of them to have a decent amount. Or I'll, I think next to me, they'll just freaking bring our, bring our uh, uh, popcorn salt, the orange, because we have some here that basically... I would go to a couple movie theaters and they would do the same. Give you the the little uh, popcorn salt, uh, little cups, and they actually would have a decent amount in them. So like, we would combine them. That would, if we had, you know, we'd have like a full container, and we'd come home. We basically would bring it home and put it in our little shaker at home. And we, over the course of like however many movies, our shaker at home actually was was. <laughs> I think right now it's down to like half, but I think at one point it was like most of full because we were just bringing popcorn home and the little cups that still had popcorn salt in them so we can't do that with this theater that we go to over here because they don't give you that much so sometimes what i'll do is i'll empty the other cups into one cup and i'll take like one of the cups that's empty and i'll fill it with popcorn butter put the lid on and take that in the theater with us because you know when you get a large popcorn they fill all the way in the fuck to the top and you can't really like you know you put butter on it or whatever, and you try to shake the, the the popcorn bucket as best you can without losing too much popcorn. But you try to like work some of the buttered popcorn down a little bit and put some more butter on it. Continue to shake it up a little, mix it up a little, and you know you just obviously it's not going to go down too far. So that's why I try to I do one cup that uh, you know has just the butter in it. One cup that's as full as I can of, or as full as I can get it of popcorn salt, and then one that's filled, you know, decently with uh, popcorn butter. So that way, throughout the movie, I can randomly put a little bit, of, a little bit of butter on there, put some more popcorn salt on there, shake the bucket up a little bit, you know, keep it good, you know. So, on that note, <laughs> that's my only annoyance with that theater. Otherwise, like I love the theater; it's awesome. Go there because it's, it's the prices are a little bit cheaper than where we used to go still has the reclining seats so that's fucking awesome um so my review of the little mermaid live action movie or whatever i actually i actually really enjoyed it you know like you could tell there's some different things some things that were different about it like they still had some of the same songs they had and well i guess i should say i should point out before you listen to this whole podcast, if you haven't watched Little Mermaid, I will warn you, be advised. A little, it's like a few spoilers in here, so if you don't want to have the movie spoiled for you, probably shouldn't listen to this podcast episode just yet. Go watch the movie first, and then come, watch, come listen to this podcast and see what you think. On that note, so they have a lot of the same songs. Um, one thing I did notice, like right off the bat, when you get Sebastian, I mean, I guess, you know, it's... Yeah, I say spoilers, but you know it's pretty much it's a it's a live action remake of Little Mermaid, so you kind of already know what to expect anyway, I guess. But there are some different things from from the cartoon versus the the actual movie. For instance, like Sebastian is not as much Jamaican, like when he's um, you know has that certain accent, like 
you know, down on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things are around you. What more is you looking for? In the movie, he doesn't have that, like, literally, you know, ocean floor. You know, the song's still good, but it's still, still really awesome, but it's not, it's not as much of an accent as, you know, in the cartoon. So, uh, a little bit more seeing with Ariel. And uh, one of the things, too, being that, you know, it's a more diversive movie. Because, you know, of course, Ariel's black, has the red uh, red hair with the dreads and whatever. My kiddo made a comment when we were driving to the movie. She she said, um, like, how could she have dreads? Because they, like, not, don't they usually not want to get those wet? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I think so. But, of course, like, as you'll hear through when I uh, do the interview with my wife, um, I, I pre-recorded those, got those all in there. Because I knew that, you know, it appeared probably easier that way than just including those when I'm doing this recording. So that, uh, because uh, I knew that they were going to probably both go to bed. I didn't know how I could pull off getting this recording, you know, completed and have their thoughts in there as well. That way I don't have to necessarily do a whole lot of editing. I can just literally record, get my part in here, pop, you know, include their their interviews or whatever their uh, movie reviews or whatever which of course you'll see a huge difference because talking to my wife about it she had a lot to say and it was just probably like 15 minutes long <laughs> put my daughter on here she didn't have much to say and so her her little her part of the interview is probably like three minutes long <laughs> so yeah, you know but hey at least she was honest about how she felt so like a kiddo of a few words <laughs> So, but, uh, they did have a, um, Eric actually, basically, it was completely, it was definitely kind of like your usual, uh, musical, because Eric actually had a song. So when he started singing, I said, holy shit. I was like, ah, Eric actually has a song. Wow. Okay. Because you know, in the cartoon, if you're familiar with that, if you haven't seen the cartoon, I'd recommend you watch both. Like watch the watch the cartoon and then come then watch the go to the movie or whatever. Or wait for it to come out on Disney Plus or whatever. But I'm sure that I don't know if there's I'm sure there's people out there that haven't seen the original Little Mermaid, which I don't know. I would honestly be surprised. But and I'm sure it's probably I'm sure that's probably the case. I'm sure there's probably people that haven't seen it. Growing up, my family, me and my like my siblings or whatever, we were big on Disney. So big on Little Mermaid. Uh, I think at one point I was big on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Rescuers Down Under. My younger sister, uh, she was big on Mulan. So whatever I've seen Mulan since having grown up, pretty much had the, the movie memorized because you know she watched Mulan a lot. So. But anyway, back to Little Mermaid. Um, you know, Eric had his um, his uh, song, which is pretty awesome. And Ursula, I thought she did a pretty good job. It was Melissa? I think it was Melissa McCartney was uh, the actress that played that. There wasn't quite as much like power and feeling in the songs that she was doing, you know, compared to like the Ursula in the cartoon. It was still good, but it was it was more like to, to give you an example. It was like 
in the cartoon when um, Ursula is like, life's full of tough choices in it. <laughs> in the movie, Melissa's like, life's full of tough choices in it. It's, very, it's a little more, it's not quite as powerful. Still good. Still did an amazing job. There's a couple little things where she's digging around looking for the, the potion to turn herself into a human because she realizes that Ariel is going to, you know, she's already had some close calls where they're going to get that kiss of true love before the sun sets on the third day. And she's like, crap, I have to do something because, you know, she's she'll be kissing it by sunset for sure. But, you know, she it shows a little scene where she's throwing a bunch of little potions around and where is it? Where is it? Which didn't happen necessarily in the cartoon as far as I remember, or at least not to that extent, but so um, and then at the, you know towards the end the last scene, one thing that always stood out to me in the cartoon when you get to that last scene in uh, you know, the cartoon where King Triton or Triton or whatever um, he's up there on the surface and he's sitting there he's in the water with Sebastian and he's watching Ariel she's laying on the rock after she saved him or after she saved him at the end and he I guess Eric is on the beach and Triton puts his trident in the water says like oh, you know there's only one problem left how much I'm going to miss her it was still kind of the same in that one when just before he does that and and Sebastian in the cartoons like it's like I always say your majesty children need to be free to live their own life and Triton of course in the cartoons like you always say that and Sebastian's like oh why you know does the hand motion in the movie it's, they still say the same thing, but it's a little, a little less dramatic. But he's like, oh, you know. Especially like, well, your majesty, like I always say, children need to be free to live their own life. And Triton looks at him like, oh, really? You always say that? He's like, well, there's just one problem left. What's that, your majesty? How much I'm going to miss her. Puts his uh, trident in the water. And, of course, the water lights up up to her. And in the cartoon... You, you, it touches the rock and of course Ariel looks back and her, her fins change to legs and then it shows Eric noticing that she's walking out of the water in that sparkly dress in the movie he puts the trident in the water the water lights up and then the next scene you see is um, Eric in the castle and he hears a dog barking you know Max and he looks over and realizes that Ariel is there you know pet the dog or whatever you know, of course, they hug and kiss or whatever. So we missed that part. We missed where they, like, they didn't show her, like, she didn't come out of the water and meet him. I guess he turned her into a human. And the next scene, they're meeting. She meets up with him again in the castle, and he realizes that she's been turned human. So that that part was not quite as good, I don't think. Because I really like the part where he turns her human. And she actually walks out of the water, and they hug and kiss or whatever. The last scene, though, uh, after they get married, and they're, you know, Eric and Ariel are basically going to go off on a voyage and go off to see the world for a little bit. And 
Ariel's dad, King Triton, and all the all the the Mer people are up on the surface, and of course that he comes, you know, comes up out of the water a little bit and tells her, you know, you didn't have to lose. I mean, I'm trying to remember. He either said this to her at the end, or I think he says it to her right there at the end. Like, you shouldn't have had to lose your voice or give up your voice to be heard. But um, I'm hearing you now. You know, I'm listening now. Something like that. And then, of course, they, they hug, and she's like, I love you, Daddy. I was like, I love you, too. So, in the <laughs> sorry, guys. That part of the cartoon always got me emotional. You know, I love you, Daddy. And the movie is not quite as... I still felt it. Still had the tearjerkers a little bit, the heartstrings. But it wasn't quite as emotional. It was it was a little more... I don't know. A little, little less, less dramatic, I guess. So it was still good, but not quite as like, oh my god. So it's kind of how I felt. I told, told the wife about it. I was like, yeah, it's kind of how I felt. I was like, of course, like, still teared up slightly because that part always gets me even the movie it got me a little bit but not nearly as bad as the cartoon always did you know but uh it was funny like she randomly reached over and like took my hand and we got home I told her yeah you know in the cartoon I uh I like I always like tear I was teared up at the very end when she did that or whatever but then in the movie, I still still felt it, but it wasn't really. She was, yeah, that's why I, came, I reached over, took your hand. I was like, yeah, no, I was like, but I was, I was, I was okay. I was just, you know, wasn't affected as, as strongly as I normally am when I watch the cartoon. So, anyway, guys, um, we're about twenty minutes in. So, on that note, guys, bear with me. I think for this next part, I'm gonna have. Uh, be interviewing my uh, my daughter. So one sec, bear with me. Be right back. So I have with me here my kiddo. Multiple names goes by Zoe. Goes by a pen name Dave. I think it goes by Sparkle or something. Or... No. <laughs> Sparkle. Well, what is the name on a on um uh, the streaming platforms that you use? Bubble. Yeah. Oh, so it's Bubble. It's not Sparkle. <laughs> Bubble or Dave. <laughs> but um, so this is me doing a small little one of two interview with my other half and my kiddo. So, Buck! So, you don't have a lot to say about Little Mermaid, huh? No. Why not? It's just a mermaid movie. I don't know, man. <laughs> did you not like it? I did, but it's just the same movie, but fancier. <laughs> well, what was your favorite part? Singing. <laughs> what was so great about the scene? <laughs> I like Ursula's song. I thought she was kind of, um, well, yeah, she was okay. But you didn't like, um, um, Ariel and Eric singing? Ariel's singing was loud. <laughs> what about, uh, Eric's? I 
I like how he finally got a song and he's not just a guy. <laughs> what about uh, Sebastian's? Normal. <laughs> what that heavy Jamaican, heavy non-Jamaican accent? <laughs> so between the original Little Mermaid and and the the live action, I guess they call it. Would you say the original is better, or would, they're both good, or what would you? They're both good. <laughs> and of course, going to the movie, you can't get snacks or whatever, right? Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you were to tell people about the movie, would you give it two thumbs up, or would you say it was okay, or was it like, well, not very good? Two thumbs up, but don't sit right next to the speaker. <laughs> See, I can I can never win with my other half of my kiddo because I pick different spots in the theater when I book tickets. <laughs> and I sat right next to the speaker. And every time, it's either we're too far to the side or <laughs> we're too close to the speaker. If I let my wife book it, we would literally be like five feet from the screen and yeah, looking straight up. <laughs> and then, you know, if we didn't have a headache before we went in. <laughs> Walking out of there with our heads stuck, you know, permanently stuck backwards. <laughs> All right, bug. Well, you know, thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me, even though it's, you know, kind of weird. I know I'm standing here in your room asking you questions about Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was our <laughs> my interview with my my youngest. Um, as you guys can see, a kiddo of very few words. But all in all, even though it was only three minutes long, I thought I thought that little conversation with her actually was pretty good. <laughs> you know, even though not not a lot of movie details, but hey, at least we got to know what she really felt. You know, so. But uh. But yeah, you know, it's funny that she, I, I, I did find it surprising that she actually liked Ursula singing. Because that, that's what I was like, well, what about like Ariel's or whatever? Because she was like, well, uh, just really loud. And yeah, it was. It was very loud. But you can tell that the, the actress that plays Ariel, definitely, definitely a big singer. You know, so anyway, guys, bear with me. Next, you'll be hearing an interview with my wife and what um, her thoughts were and stuff. So bear with me. Be right back. Hey guys. So welcome back. So now I have my other half, AKA my wife, AKA co-host. Um, basically for part two of the interviews with the fam about the Little Mermaid. So, love. what did you, uh, what were your thoughts and critiques about the movie? Well, I have been a Little Mermaid fan for most of my life. Um, when the original cartoon came out, I happened to be, I think, around, I think, 12 or 13. So it just hit at the right time for that to become my favorite princess 
cliche movie because of you know according to the disney you have to have a favorite princess and even though there have been more that have come since then she was kind of a breaker of the uh well what what disney princesses had been up until that point they were all like rescued by the dude and demure and didn't you know have a spirit and ariel really did she she you know she fought back she defied her father she did she broke some rules and i being a curious kid <laughs> that summer when the movie came out i remember I, we went to disneyland and i was visiting my great aunt and uncle out in anaheim and they had a pool in the backyard that had a tree above it and it kind of in my mindset looked like kind of like the grove that she has all the treasure troves in so yes i spent a good week of my life with a cassette player killing that poor soundtrack swimming up just doing the whole aerial thing as every young girl at that time probably did um so to say that i was enchanted with her would be an understatement but i also did a, a couple studies into disney and her story's always been interesting to me because it's not actually uh i mean it's myth that he wrote because Hans Christian Andersen himself was gay and this was actually his story about a man that he was in love with but he couldn't touch he couldn't talk to because in that society i think it was the 1800s or 1700s i'm not for sure it was not okay obviously for a gay man to be openly able to express his love so he wrote this tale about a little mermaid from a different world it did not end like the disney movie in the end she actually was given a choice of to kill the prince because he chose the other woman or she could you know revert back to the mermaid she couldn't do it cuz she loved him so much she actually took the dagger she was supposed to kill him with and stabbed herself in the heart and fell off a cliff over the ocean and um the sea king turned her into sea foam so that's what the whole quote at the beginning of the new movie which is about how mermaids not have don't have tears is actually from that because he couldn't cry openly about how he felt about this man so that being said i like the fact that disney updated things there were things that were kind of eh, sketch like back what? huh like what well um i like the like the song kiss the girl they changed it to about a little bit more consent open like it's you know if you have to read the the fact or you should ask her that not just kiss her because <laughs> and i like the fact that they gave us more of Al- eric's point of view he has a song which i thought was cool that's what that's a bug said she liked too was the fact that he had a song and yeah, i thought that was cool too cuz i think sadly in the cartoon he's just the prince i mean he doesn't really have a back story we don't know his motivations we just know he needs to marry and that's the big thing and it's like okay that's nice this was nice to have a little bit more of a background into his emotional like where he's at and the fact that when she was on land and she was mute you had her internal monologue in a song so we could actually know that she's just not just smiling going okay this is stupid but actually what she's feeling what she's going through which was a little bit more humanizing to cuz she was human at the time what do you think of Sebastian's um I like David. I liked him in Hamilton. He's a fucking fantastic rapper and he does wonderful things. He's obviously fantastic at singing. Is it the same? No. Is it a nice tribute? Yes. Uh I think he he took it and made it his own. 
I'm not a huge fan of the Scuttlebutt song. I think it was just kind of forced in there. It was cute. But I love Aquafina. I love that a- actress. So I love the fact that, the, you know, they changed Scuttle from this seagull to more of a heron thing that can dive underwater and is a water bird. That, that's what the big change. I thought change. that was weird that Scuttle could... Yeah, it, they changed it. So, so like, little updates like that I do appreciate. Um, like, I, I, I miss some of the original songs because like daughters of triton was always fun because that was a fun way to introduce their song their their names yeah, they, didn't do it this time, they right? didn't do it they took that out but they did introduce the seven daughters and and they are for each of the seven seas so that was kind of neat to see um so yeah i mean obviously they changed where the music was because in the original it started with the Fathom Velo song of them on the ship and talking and singing about mermaids and then the poor little fish goes woo and they go whew, and like swims away and then that's here you go into the mermaid kingdom so I, I mean I missed that because that was such a beautiful musical way to bring it but I loved the drone shot of the ocean that they started off I thought that was gorgeous I mean it really took you into an ocean world because it was just wow like that was a beautiful ocean I don't know where they filmed it at but yeah, and I mean, Ursula, she's always been a high point. She's one of the favorite villains. Um, I love Melissa McCarthy. I think that that was a good choice. I feel like they held her back. Or she held herself back. Because like, well, because Divine was the original inspiration for Ursula. So a drag woman, drag character would be more over the top. And every expression was like, you know, a billion percent. And she had the look they did a wonderful job of making her look like ursula and you know the whole all her tentacles and stuff that was very believable but it just kind of felt like when she was like face to the camera and saying these lines that had so much character in the animated feature she kind of was like i'm saying the line with the passion but my face is not matching what's going on so it's like where's like the snarl tough choices in it yeah yeah, that should have been a tough choice in it or something to the fact of I'm actually connecting with this, not tough choices in it. Okay. Yeah, I, the CGI on the last, on the major battle, I was disappointed because... she looked fake. She did. It looked like she was a statue and a gray face that you could kind of see was her. Like, they, they took her face and blew it up. But I'm like, hello, you can... This is the same company that does Marvel. They can make Ant-Man giant man. It's like they could make her big and realistic. Yeah, and so it was kind of like they half-assed it, and I'm like, come on, Disney, you're fucking Disney. Like, of all... I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to hurt. <laughs> I do, I curse like a sailor. <laughs> Should have a disclaimer, do not, but... It was interesting that uh, Eric didn't drive the boat into her like he did. Well, that's the thing, is they switched it up. They did that on purpose. They said that in the behind the scenes is that I wanted to switch certain scenes. And because she is such a firecracker of a princess, she saves herself in a way. Um, and so it was kind of like, you know, she saved Eric in the beginning and then he kind of saved her or they're about to kiss. And then, you know, they're still, they were still there. It was just a little different. They mixed it up so you wouldn't be the same. And I liked how, you know, they included all the mer people at the end, but I do miss, I think, the ending of the cartoon with the rainbow and the father and the, I love you, daddy. That was more like, oh, my God, rip your heart out. This one was still tender, but it wasn't as tender. And it it was kind of, it felt a little forced. I mean, 
I felt, I feel like the, the ending, they kind of went, eh, and just like, okay, we're going to have Ursula die, and then we're just going to, like, there was a weird cut. It felt like we missed a part, because, like, in the cartoon, it goes from... She walks out of the water. Yeah, she's sitting on the rock, and she's in this sparkly dress, and it's, oh, my God, yay, because Eric is sitting there mourning her within sight, and she's sitting on the rock mourning him, and it's a whole, like, oh, they can't be apart from each other, and that's what gets the dad to go, okay, I can do this. But in this one, they're like, he's up on the fucking castle. He doesn't know she's there, and she's on a rock still, and then... The dad does the thing, but he doesn't show finding the fucking dress that was put back in the ocean. I was like, okay, so what, she like swam down there while she's now a human and she can't be underwater. Okay, how does that work? Hello, questions. Yeah, she met up with a cat and then it's like, she walked up all those, there's a lot of like, that was not a short little jaunt. That was a freaking walk up a mountain to a, so... That was a little disappointing because I wanted to see a sparkly dress. Like, I wanted to see them go, okay, you know, you had this blue dress for, like, the entire movie. Let's upgrade you a little bit. Because the, the pretty dress they did at the end with the pink one, eh, I mean, it was cute. And I liked I liked some of the updates with the fact where they expanded Eric and Ariel's relationship. It wasn't just, hi. It was they had the dancing thing in the market. That was pretty cool. And I like the fact that Jody has a little little shot Jody is the original voice of the Little Mermaid. So she's the one in the market that gives her the fork and goes, oh, you're going to need this to eat. And she, of course, puts it in her hair. And everyone's like, what the fuck? So it's literally a bit part, but it's like a Stan Lee sighting. It's like one of those, oh, my gosh, you have to be a true mermaid fan to go, oh, my God, it's Jody Perry. So I like the fact that there's a Jamaican feel because that fits more with Sebastian. I wish he was a little bit more dominantly Jamaican if that makes sense like the guy the original I don't I think he's dead I think the original actor died or or chose not to do it but he was the comic relief was on point with the cartoon and David did a great job he made it his own but he made it his own so if you're gonna compare like if you walk into this movie and you want a shot by shot comparison of the cartoon to live action you are going to be disappointed but if you walk into this movie with the open mind of this is a new re and like a reboot, so it still has the same heart and soul, but there's going to be some updates, there's going to be some new touches, then you're going to enjoy it. It's a good movie. It's a little dark on the actual like cinematography. Personally, for me, I feel like when they were under the sea, they could have utilized the actual, like in How to Train Your Dragon, the third one, there's a whole part where they go into the super, the new world and all of the dragons like get an upgrade where they're like glow in the dark shit. And I think on the Under the Sea song, where she's with the jellyfish in the end and they're pulling her up, that was dark and there was all those like they could have lit her up more. And I think parts of the sea, like when they go down to the coral, that should have been a little bit brighter. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely would have watched it with the lights off. Yeah, it's not, I, I think when it's going to translate to when it's on Disney Plus, because I'm, I'm sure it will be on Disney Plus, um, it's not one you can watch like in the daytime because it's it's just not you wouldn't be able to see it yeah it's 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 like it's foggy if that makes any sense but it's beautifully shot i just wish they would turn up the fucking color just a little bit like in the theater it was awesome yeah but it's not gonna Aside unless the, the speaker complaints you know being too close to the speaker that that's what's i wasn't i was well she was close <laughs> to speaker my problem was that our seats were right by the staircase and the lights kept catching my eye when i was looking so it was one of those like 
dark feet, you know, dark scene. Like Ursula's doing her thing, and then I have this blinding fucking light, like right in my sightline. It's like, ah. And then Zoe would put her leg up. I was like, thank you. And then she'd move. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so that was a little distracting. But that's a theater thing. That's not a movie thing. That was an issue with just theaters. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's a great movie. I think it's worthy of the Disney title. Um, I'm more than happy that they put uh, effort into making the ethnical, like, or not ethnical, the ethnicities of all the di- of all the princesses they all were different which is great yeah. because they were it's supposed to, well they're supposed to represent the seven seas which are all over the world so like there's an indian there's an indian sea there's a red sea that's <laughs> so that makes more sense and they actually matched the tail it wasn't just the same tail to have you know, different colors it was like there was a tiger fish that was one of the princesses and she's for the african sea that makes sense tiger fishes are from there so it's like they actually put the the effort in to make it a little bit more inclusive and yes it was adorable there was a lot of little black girls that were you know with their daddies who i'm sure were hugging little uh, we saw a little girl with a little mermaid doll that was a black little mermaid doll and i was like that's awesome because i think everyone needs to have have a princess or mermaid in this case of their own so that makes perfect sense to me but because mermaids aren't supposed to be any color they're supposed they're fantasy so they should be they could be any color just like you know, that show people. there's a whole selection of them. They even have a non-binary mermaid called <laughs> Blinks Unami. Oh. And he's got, or they have a Instagram, which I follow. But anyway, so yeah, so it was a good movie. Um, it's funny as though said that uh, <laughs> the fact that Ariel has uh, dreads yeah. uh, being underwater and stuff again. <laughs> it was, I thought it made more sense because the fact that her hair would be a freaking mess. If you think about it, just going to the beach alone, my hair is a freaking mess. So to be in and out and to be in that storm, I mean, it makes more sense because dreads would at least stay somewhat together. And I like the fact, I mean, I think she, Haley did a wonderful job. She was, you know, innocent when she needed to be innocent. She was forceful and she, she has a beautiful singing voice. So that, that there is just like, that's what got me when we saw the trailer. I was like, oh my gosh, we have to see this girl. And you can tell why they chose her, so. Yep. So. Well, thank you very much. Well, y'all, so there you have it. Interview with both my wife and my kiddo. And, uh, you know, it's pretty, we all, we all had some pretty interesting things to say about the, the movie. But, you know how it is, like, um, you know, back when they had, what was it, Siskel and Ebert, or whatever, or Egbert, or something, I don't remember what those, I don't remember exactly what their names were, but I know at least one of them died, I think, but, I know, back when I was a kid, it was like, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, and I, I never rated, I never based my opinion on a movie based on what they rated, I had to go see it myself, you know, so, you know, I would definitely recommend uh, going to check it out. It's a good movie or of course if you don't see it in the theater then just wait for it to come out on uh, uh, Disney Plus and um, and pretty much go that route but anyway y'all I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Blodgett Show and I uh, appreciate y'all being here my name is Chris I'm your host and uh, uh, you know what I you know what I always say guys 
uh, keep pushing forward, keep believing, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, we only fail if we quit or give up and, uh, you know, walk away or whatever. So keep pushing forward, keep believing, keep trying. Never give up, guys. We got to believe we can. We got to believe we will. And we're already halfway there. So on that note, guys, I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, you know, first of all, let's do a little little uh, applause for my guest tonight with for my wife and my daughter. I really appreciate them uh, being willing to let me interview them for this episode. Because, of course, try to give you guys some quality content. Try to, you know, uh, make it entertaining for you. So guys, I uh, hope you guys have an excellent evening. Uh, again, if you're new to this podcast, uh, feel free to go back to episode one and catch up. You know, listen all the way through. Um, and like I said in earlier episodes, we do have an email address for this podcast. It's blodgetshowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us a line. Uh, any thoughts about, especially about this episode. You know, if you've seen the movie, if you agree with what we said, or if there's other thoughts you had that we didn't mention, feel free to throw them in there. Or, like I said, when I mentioned the email address before, uh, if there's any topics or anything that you think I should cover, any questions you want me to answer, subjects you want me to touch base on, feel free to let me know that too. Otherwise, guys, I really appreciate you, and we will see you on episode nine. Have a good one.